if you ask me what is the single biggest achievement it's this achievement that you know we can be anywhere in the world but still you know build world class product so welcome to outliers uh we are here uh, you know this has been quite a massive few weeks for me especially of travel uh from the northern plains to uh, you know now i'm 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 in udupi a place called udupi i mean most of you would uh, you would think of uh, a classic sambar and 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 talk about an udupi sambar or, or if it has it touched you ever uh i'm here not to you know not for any feast <laughs> but i i have been i've been eyeing an outlier who is based here for some time now and i'm so happy it is happening today uh you know uh, the year was 1996 97 uh, apple was struggling and uh, there was a tiny startup back then uh, in udupi right here which started working with apple and uh, over over the years over i think a uh, couple of decades and more uh, this company today is among the most low profile but high impact startups you will ever come across i'm talking about uh, robosoft and i'm sitting down with uh, its uh, founder rohit bhat welcome to the podcast rohit thank you pankaj yeah, welcome to dp <laughs> you know this podcast is called outliers and uh, if i were to check box uh, <laughs> i think yeah. <laughs> you got all the reasons i mean and that's not just what you have done but uh, where you are based uh, mm-hmm. uh, a temple town i just landed couple of hours ago sleepy town mm-hmm. uh, education everything <clears throat> tell me uh, let's start with uh, when you started right mm-hmm. uh, how and why uh, did you start uh, robosoft and what was the early journey like yeah uh, i started robosoft uh, in 96 and i started it in bombay actually so uh, you know it was in my sister's apartment and uh, basically before that i had worked in japan for a few years and i was very impressed by the dedication of uh, the japanese people and uh, we in always got to hear that japan is you know you know a different kind of a country because i used to read a lot of war comics in my childhood <laughs> and you know japan was always this you know this barbarian nation and all those things and you know when i went there and i saw the country i was like you know completely completely you know floored it was a massive culture shock for me even though you know i had read so much i always considered myself to be well read and there i was and i was completely floored and here was this country completely destroyed during world war 2 and at that point in time the japanese yen was 87 yen to a dollar you know japanese companies car companies were you know beating you know, every other us manufacturers out there japanese companies were buying all the us uh, hollywood production studios and they were you know, they were at the top of it you know really challenging us and i was like you know fascinated by that you know how can a country that has been completely decimated in a world war you know, 50 years ago rise up like that and within a few months of me being there i decided that i am going to go back to india and start building my own company so that was the inspiration you know if you ask me what is the inspiration that is what inspired me that you know i decided back then that whatever i am going to do i am going to do it in india so and you worked on mac 
Yeah, really I worked on Mac and you know, I got a chance to work on a Japanese language word processor on the Mac platform. So back then, you know, word was not this whole, MS Word was not all encompassing. They are still, you know, fighting local challengers in different geographies and we were trying to build the word killer in Japan. So, <laughs> we are always, you know, always about doing something very, very different, something massive scale. So, that part of the DNA was you know, always there, want to do something, you know, world class. So, so, so you came back? Yeah, I came back uh, and I left that company in uh, 95, late 95 and I started Robosoft pretty much, you know, out of my sister's apartment. I used to live there and I said, look, let me start. And those early days, I decided that I'm going to do something on Mac and Apple was just opening their office in India. They had 18 salespeople, you know, no technical guys and whenever they used to try to do a sale, they would face technical difficulties in explaining to the customer how it can be done. And I was their go-to person for technology. And back then, you know, because they were very serious about India, uh, they did not have an Indian language support, you know, in their operating system. So we helped them build the spell checker, thesaurus, you know, for the Indian language, the Hindi, Gujarati, Gurmukhi, and where the three, you know, supported Indian languages. And we built them at Robosoft. So uh, our first check for Robosoft came from Apple. Yeah. Yes, wow. and I still, you know, have that check, you know, with me. So how much was that? That was, you know, three lakh sixty thousand rupees back then. Yeah. So that was a pretty, uh, pretty big. Uh, so when did beginning you? for us. Apple was, I mean, Mac or, or Apple as a platform was primarily your, that's how you started. Mm. How did it grow and how did you build this team here? Mm. What were some of those, uh, you know, tipping points uh, in, in the first 10 years of Robosoft? Yeah. So, like I said, you know, I started in uh, Bombay and, you know, I was there for two years and I realized that, you know, getting big in a big city is, you know, very difficult for a small guy. So I decided that, you know, maybe, you know, I should try something differently and I thought you know, maybe I should come down to uh, you know this part of the country because you know, getting a bank finance was easy because back then there were no investors and you know, if you want to put together a good uh, setup you know you needed some bank finance so and if you are going to start out here you need to show to prospective employees that you know you have a good setup so you know that was in there for me in the checkbox and back then there was no internet facility out you know out here. So we started our facility in a place called, you know, this REC step, they have STEP, you know, Software Technology Entrepreneurs Park. So in 98, you know, we started incubation and as part of the incubation, you know, we set up and the idea was that I could use the interns from REC college and, you know, try to build uh, services using their uh, uh, expertise. And then I, what I did was I also went to my alma mater and picked up some five, six uh, uh, really bright engineers, you know, from the college and I said, you know, let's start. So that was July 16, 1998. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing is working with Yeah, most of those guys, you know, I picked five of them, four of them are still with me now. They are? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. The other thing is working with a customer like Apple mm -hmm. is something any vendor would uh, I mean, would have died for. Yes. I'm sure back then, even now, a lot of Indian IT companies, I remember, they talk with you. What were some of the key things you learned, <clears throat> you know, by working with a customer like Apple? Mm -hmm. 
no apple you know back then was a very cool company right uh, they were you know incredibly cool you know the whole thing about apple being cool and everyone else being you know uncool was you know pretty much there very you know pretty humble company uh, if you look at it they let their products do all the talking that's how you know the whole <coughs> apple ecosystem was and apple had this whole uh, concept of evangelist all their uh, users were not diehard fanatics you know they would defend the platform at any length and they would do all those you know kind of things and uh, when we build stuff for that platform we had to be very sure that whatever we build had to be perfect right you know because you know their customers there had a zero tolerance for you no know, sloppy work and you know, we made sure that you know, we were always living up to that uh, expectation of building you know things that were really you know high quality how did you do that rohit i'm asking that question because apple was known for it still is known for its design mm. sense especially if you have to get an app on apple i store it's it's, it's yeah. very uh, tough still it's a challenge for mm. in india mm. to get those design uh, skill uh, skilled people yeah how did you deal with that problem so back, back you know i and i used to program myself uh, i am a programmer i did my computer engineering uh, all those things so i used to program a lot and uh, by then in i had some 5 6 years of programming on apple mac platforms so i knew it inside out and you know had this you know bunch of you know really bright and talented uh, folks uh, who are joining who joined me and within 6 months they were already working on uh, you know really involved work i had one engineer who used to work on net netscape's open source uh, you know browser source code base and you know he was able to extract the browser engine and use it in one of our project and this guy was you know just 6 months of experience so you know there is you know if you are if you go out there and get the right talent you don't really need 10 year 15 year experience rock stars and you know, rock stars are always there you just need to you know have an eye out you know to locate them and then inspire them inspire them to build stuff that you want to build <laughs> but uh, getting people to uh, work from udupi i mean was that ever a challenge no it was not a challenge because you know this place is always known for its education uh, you know great educational place and uh, there are several engineering colleges not to mention the rec and the, uh, the mit manipur institute of technology uh, two really good colleges that was what brought me you know here in the first place that i thought you know i'll, I'll get good talent out here and plus there are a lot of you know smaller private educational engineering colleges now at this point in time there are 21 engineering colleges within 60 kilometers of our office and that is like you know massive talent you know pool for us okay and but you know this this part of the country always had this you know really good education infrastructure be it medicine be it commerce you know everything so you know it has got that educational background it has an entrepreneurial background five of the banks were started so it has you know some of these you know really good ingredients and th- so talent was never a problem <laughs> uh the other thing is uh, apple as a customer it was almost like a dream start i mean yes. i can i can't think of many startups even today who would have that kind of a start uh what did it mean for you in in build, <coughs> building roco soft for the long term mm-hmm. uh what their ups and downs uh what their key lear- learnings from those uh, ups and downs can you give a sense of of that yes you know one of the things uh, we always uh, uh, 
besides us having apple as a first customer you know good thing for us was apple was also referring us to other partners of theirs so because of the good quality work that they did and apple had put us on their website uh, we were you know, one of the eight companies across the world you know whom apple was recommending you know back then saying that hey look if you want to get something done on our platform these are the companies you know you should go to and you know we were the only indian company you know back then so uh, you know that was something you know, good that went for us uh, but there were challenges of being in a smaller you know town right you know we're in a small place and people would always have this thinking that oh you know maybe i should join there learn and then go to some other place so that's always you know people's uh, aspiration and they would always say that hey look you can't do anything in odupi so the first uh, few years you know we lost a lot of good people because you know their parents would say that hey look you know where is this located you know you are located in our office was you know uh, above a local bus manufacturing company's garage and the thing is you know is it on top of that garage you know why are you still there and their relatives would ask them oh you are still in udupi you know what are you doing here oh, then they would say to other people hey, look i think you know he is not good that's why i still in udupi so all those things were all there and that's one of the thing that inspired us to build a building like the one that we have here because we wanted to build a building that was you know something that you get to see in big cities that was the number one request of our employees you know back then saying look you know please build us a big building so that we can show to our relatives and friends and everyone that hey look you know, this is where i work and we wanted to build it on a highway because you know, we wanted to make sure that you know i would never face that problem you know in the rest of my life so that was you know because that that was such a big problem for we lost really good guys you know and these people keep writing back to me even now and after being away from oh that was the best time of my life and all those kind of things but yes you know some lesson learned there that you know sometimes you know, it is not just about availability of talent availability of work you need to think of these other perception things you know might be <coughs> immaterial to us when we look at it but they are very very material <laughs> uh, around the time you started of mm. course the concept of venture capital in india was completely alien yeah. it wasn't even arrived i think it's only 2003 and mm. later uh, how did you fund this growth and mm. uh, looking back in hindsight how do you how do how does that compare in, in today's scene yeah so you know i mean at least you know we had a benefit of time and i would say and we always grew organically uh, we never you know we had taken loan during i still remember you know we took a, a 2 lakh loan when we started our facility and then when we came to you know we again took another 15 or 20 lakh loan but you know which we repaid we used to keep taking bank loan and you know we used to keep repaying it you know take bigger loans so that's the best way to grow for us and you know it worked for us you know when we built this building also we took i think some 8 crores or you know loan something like that but you know we repaid yeah, all of it you know credit worthiness yeah credit worthiness was there and you know there the history so you know even when we go to the bank now they look at us and they oh, they have paid back you know every single time you know they have taken a loan so you know we are able to go that to them if there is a need for that so uh, back then there was no vc fund there was no seed funds you know, there's nothing banks were the only you know folks and we had to go and convince them and we grew it you know in that that manner it it sounds a little bit difficult to understand 
in this you know time and age but you know that's how it happened for us what are some of the biggest things that have happened with robosoft and i think uh, you also formed two other companies mm-hmm. later on the journey uh, what triggered that move and 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 what are some of the biggest successes that you would uh, mm-hmm. look at yeah i think you know uh, one of the biggest successes that i see is you know this building itself okay <laughs> uh, nobody back then gave us any chance saying that hey look you know you guys are going to fold up that's you know that's the talk that would happen in a small town like would go you know starting an it company you know is completely you know gone crazy and when we started building this building people would say oh you know they are gone completely crazy you know <laughs> we just want to go and continue you know to be crazy because you know i think being crazy has worked out well for us uh, but you know that has been uh, a very significant thing because i hope that you know what we do now will inspire a few people to you know probably leave you know bigger cities because you know we have seen in our experience that you can be in anywhere you would have some of those constraint but you know then you would have different constraint in different part of the world but in a place like uh, udupi you can set up a high class uh, company not one company but three company you know we did you know we started you know we have three companies out here and still uh, cater to the world market still win awards for them okay still have you know customers loving you and writing back to you so you know it is all possible so if you ask me what is the single biggest achievement it's this achievement that you know we can be anywhere in the world but still you know build world class product so that has been a uh, and i would say in a big uh, uh, high point the smaller things are like you know i would say uh, you know when in the app store went live i always tell this story you know five of the apps you know were built by robosoft when sujoj went on stage saying that hey look you know, these are 500 apps on the app store today on day one five of them were you know built in the, you know in this building wow okay so that is the history you know that we had uh, the next probably is you know when we built a game for you know uh, movie called doom okay so back then the first time you know we were actually working with the bollywood studio and no less you know yashraj films okay number one uh, production studio in the country the number one actor number one bollywood franchise you know it was all number one and here you know we have never built a game for india and you know the, those eight months were you know, very exciting for us because you know hey look you know we have built something uh, uh, in like a game and you know that game became you know so popular as well you know more than 25 million downloads Uh, on you know of that game with zero marketing just you know on the word of you know word of mouth and in the whole uh, uh, bollywood thing next thing is in a product called uh, camera plus you know which you had covered you know when you were at techrunch so that that product has been a, you know sheer revelation for us because you know, it started small we wanted to build a product you know back then you know app iphone did not have a you know camera or a zoom it had a camera it did not have a zoom or a you know flash and we built digital zoom digital flash we put it on the app store customers asked us for feature we went on adding it you know customer went on liking it and asking us for more and more features we added the filters so you know, that product pretty quickly was you know number one app in so many geographies around the world like in you know, germany and all those you know places and you know lifetime download of that you know app you know built out here is more than 30 million uh, downloads 
that's been in a very proud moment we won mac world best of show award for two of our product boom and camera plus okay again no other company in india has won you know these you know kind of products star chef you know which is our you know game that we did in 99 games uh, almost you no know, 20 million dollars in revenue and most of these revenues is outside the country so you know sitting in <coughs> india we have built a product that monetizes on a global scale that has been you know if you ask me at a high level some of the achievement you know that we are uh, you know very proud of so what's the playbook like i mean what does it take to build products consumer facing products like mm-hmm. these sitting in india because mm-hmm. see there is a wave happening like mm-hmm. i mean there was a it services exports that mm-hmm. happened now you see a bunch of software as a service companies mm-hmm. trying to do help mm-hmm. desk from here or whatever mm-hmm. but i think you started building these consumer facing products you mm-hmm. know the apps mm-hmm. for the world mm-hmm. what is the playbook what are some of the key lessons there yeah the the key lessons you know is that an idea is not a you know as a, it's repeated quite a few times but an idea is not a a product a product is not a business a business <laughs> is not a scalable business right you know so uh, we learned that the hard way okay uh, because of our robust backing you know we had built so many products for our customers <coughs> which are all have gone on to win uh you know apple design awards or you know best of mac world all those kind of things and we decided one day that hey look you know, we have been build, winning this award for someone else so let us start building our own products and you know let us see it so because in our companies every project of robos of that we have taken have been having a b2c angle to it everything you know is being used by millions of people so you know that building something for millions of people have always been in robots of dna so there was nothing new to us you know that because we never did in enterprise product so we never had that in our dna you know in the early, early days uh, but doing this was there and that really helped us uh, you know when we started this but then we pretty quickly realized that uh, building something based on what somebody else tells you and building something on our own are you know very different things here you have to understand the market need and all those things which we you know as a team started you know learning quickly and adapting and so i think in adaptation and learning quickly i think that is you know required and what we used to do was we used to send our people to we identified you know groups of people for global delight and 99 games and we used to send these people to all the global conferences right so you know we would send them so that they get to talk to the local uh, Uh, customers because all our customers were outside so we would go and attend a mac world or no, ces and all these things we would have our booths there we would have consumers coming and talking to us sharing their experience and also all those were kind of part of the dna and probably that helped us you know if you if, you know, i'm just thinking of it in hindsight but maybe you know those thinking you know really helped us <coughs> then you know i mean all this you know new age of Uh, uh performance marketing you know we got on to that you know very early we understood the nuances of that you know from a very early days uh you know the whole thing about building community you know starship community is you know 300k 300000 people you know strong communities there on facebook so we knew the key to building successful consumer product is having a great community the community will then do the uh, what is that you know word of mouth for you but i think you know building community is one of the least understood and appreciated thing you know in in the circles at least that i move in in india 
what does it take to build a community according to you i think you know you have to keep listening to them and keep communicating with them so as a b2c product uh, you will make a lot of mistakes you know not intentionally you would always do something with the right intent but when it comes out you suddenly have millions of people who are very angry with you so what do you do you know you just acknowledge and accept your mistake and tell them hey look you know we are also human please forgive us we'll do better and it happened to us in starship recently we you know we spent uh, almost 6 months in building a new skin new look to the entire game and uh, we were so excited about it we released it and our users were so mad at us because you know we changed the way it looked so they they think was well, look it works so well for 2 and 1/2 years who asked you to change it <laughs> and we were all along thinking that we are going to surprise them with a fantastic new look and you know just getting out of that mess took us you know almost 1 and 1/2 months but i think you know at the end of it you know within a few weeks we just wrote a big post to them and told them look you know guys you know we are sorry this was our intent and this is what it turned out to be we have understood you know for us you know you are the most important folks and you know we'll do everything to yeah you know better ourselves right? and then it stopped <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think you know those things you know from a consumer in a place in important you know you know in robosoft it is more of a b2b business for us and i think in the b2b business uh, it's very important that you you know have a very good relationship with all your customers you know there are always problems that happen in businesses but you know you need to be honest tell folks that hey look you know we are screwed up <laughs> please you know <laughs> let us see how to you know get out of this situation and work together in uh, Uh, you know for the greater good of you know this partnership so we have been very very uh, lucky to have you know some fantastic customers apple was our first several customers we have in india now like you know woot you now paytm you know we work with paytm we work with several banks like the icic bank you know uh, uh, yes bank you know we build you know we build you know product for uh, their apps for you know, these uh, businesses we you know help build the mcdonald uh food ordering app in india so those are all some of the fantastic learning we had uh you know robosoft was always about engineering you know you know first 15 or first 15 16 years of our company was all about engineering and we realized you know some 5 years ago that design is going to be a differentiator and we started building our design labs in the organization mm-hmm. so now you know we have around 50 60 designers who know how to work with engineers So when we initially started our design practice in Robosoft, our biggest challenge was getting, you know, the designers and engineers to, you know, work because the engineers always came with that background. Fifteen years we are done without designers, and we don't need somebody else to tell us what needs to be done. But you know, designers would always look at certain things in a very different way, and they are right in their own way. But getting the two to mesh and work has been one of the you know most challenging. Uh, things in you know, a forest and the challenge still continues but you know i think we are getting better at it <laughs> <laughs> now <clears throat> before i shift gears and get into uh, you know your own journey as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. in a deeper way learn more about it since you have helped a lot of these consumer apps mm-hmm. <clears throat> including the mcdonald uh, delivery mm-hmm. app that you talked about and i'm sure several news apps and mm-hmm. so on mm-hmm. you know in india a breed of new startups mm. looked at a problem and said okay let me build an app for mm. it right mm. 
uh, from what you have learned in your experience mm-hmm. uh, what is make or break like yeah. uh, for, for when someone is thinking of an app mm. idea okay let mm. me appify appify mm. this mm. what works what doesn't work if one or two key learnings see there are you know two things you know always uh, think is very important in, in business that is one is initial traction okay if you have initial traction that's great if you don't have initial traction your ability to persevere and iterate i think you know if you ask me you know it is just these two things you know your ability to persevere and iterate that is very important at some point in time you have to decide hey, look you know should i continue doing this or you know should i let go so the first one is you know important because you know when you have something that is working well for you how do you scale it okay it's happened to us on one or two occasions and you now we have been able to take it from something very small like you know star chef started for us with you know uh, a monthly uh, revenue of probably you know a few hundred dollars when it launched it you know to something that went all the way to you know quarter million you know dollars us dollars okay in terms of revenue so it's very important to understand when you have a good thing how do you you know ride that we could have probably ridden it much better than we have so that's a you know learning for us as well but if you don't how do you take something and keep iterating on it and i see a lot of people who just give up when they start up i have a lot of my friends as well who start a business and within one and a half year they think over oh, here now this is too difficult let me get back to my job okay so that happens a lot so i feel you know for an entrepreneur persevering is very very important but rohit there is a <coughs> line mm-hmm. beyond which you should not be persevering i mean what i mean yes. is that sometimes yeah. you look around and see people persevering the things yeah. that perhaps don't need <laughs> yeah. to be attempted yes, right yeah. that's what that's another said. big problem yes that's so when do you know that you should kill an idea or let mm-hmm. me reframe that question mm-hmm. you have had a long journey with robosoft mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. two companies have there been instances when you have actually killed or nipped it right right there have, uh, and how did you make those decisions to whether to carry on with something or kill it yeah i mean we have in 99 games when we built product now we had certain products that did not look anywhere you know i was just showing you that game spell that spell game you know it had an initial traction but you know it was not good enough to take it to the next level and you know we spent one and a half years on it and we said with very heavy hearts we are going to kill it so we just let it live on the app store but you know we just did not support it in the way we would support a game like you know starship but you know it's very important to understand that and you know sometimes entrepreneurs don't know that themselves uh, it's a very tricky thing and there's nothing like a you know silver bullet for these things you know ultimately it's every individual's gut and you know what he thinks sometimes you know perseverance is a wrong thing per- sometimes persevering is a right thing but you know There's i no think science. that's why that's where the peots come in <laughs> yeah yeah you are right actually i have seen you know folks you know peot every 3 months and uh, i don't know where it gets them as well but you know see you know pankaj you know the difficult thing is uh, in these uh, 20 years i have seen so many things that saying something is very difficult because you know, i have seen something work in both cases right you know something i thought was you know incredibly stupid has just gone on to be a phenomenal success okay so for example you know in india we have this you know ludo games yeah. right uh, 
there are you know these two companies that have built Ludo games. They're phenomenal. You know, amazing. I'm so happy for them. And you know, we had you know thought of you know Ludo games in the past. We had built prototypes, and you know it just did not make sense to me that hey look you know Ludo games are all done and dusted. Nobody would play. But then you know somebody comes along and proves you all wrong. So that is you know that's a yeah. very important point uh, in decision making when mm. you are an entrepreneur, right? Like if you can't tell what works and what doesn't, yeah. because there are outliers on both the sides. Yes. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, it's you know, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. So it's it com- completely comes down to your gut call. Yeah, it completely comes down to your gut call, and then you know, it is just a decision that we have to uh, you know, acknowledge that hey, looking at it worked, it's not worked, and you know, then do a re. You know, course correction. Course corrections are you know, very important and that's, you know, when having a board, having external people coming and telling every three months that, you know, you're, you know, I think, you know, you're not doing the right thing. I think you're not doing the right thing, you know, really helps because it helps us to internally really understand, you know, am I doing the right thing or not? Because, you know, not everything they would say is also right. You know, we have had instances where somebody is like, right and we listen and, you know, we are regretting it. So in the same way, there are cases where we did not listen and we are regretting it. So, you know, it always, you know, works, you know, both ways. So, a rule book, I think, is definitely, you know. <laughs> uh, now you have, uh, like, institutional investors uh, mm-hmm. as well. And you have had quite a journey so far. Uh, when you look ahead, uh, where do you want to take this? Uh, are you like open to exits like they call it mm-hmm. or uh, I don't know mm-hmm. help me see inside your mind what's mm-hmm. brewing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a you know, that's a very tricky question you know always <laughs> right yeah I mean see you know we have external investors and you know, we have to give them an exit in uh, some form and I think that's very important and I think there's absolutely no doubt about you know uh, you know having an exit for them so exit can come in different mind you know if you're able to grow and if you're able to grow at a particular you know stage and all those things we're able to generate enough cash we can probably give them an exit from that perspective or you know if you are becoming uh, valuable in some form to someone okay and they investing in us you know in providing an exit to the existing investors another you know form of it so you know we are constantly evaluating you know this because our investors are always asking here look you know we always have an exit time frame in mind so that's you know that's something that we always on have on our mind we keep talking to new folks telling them hey look if you're interested in coming in you know we have one of our investors wanting to exit you know so this conversation at least you know i have you know uh, with folks these days what do these conversations mean Mm -hmm. to an entrepreneur like you Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm trying to understand mm-hmm. you you build a company this mm-hmm. far of mm-hmm. course you want to grow further mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. external investors mm-hmm. now these questions mm-hmm. uh, in as, as an entrepreneur what do you feel about about it no see you know now you know definitely you know uh, my thought process in the entire thing is that I do not want to be running a lifestyle business so you know that is you know very important now. and i have told my investors also very very clearly about this hey, look and i am not there to run in lifestyle investment so i am always there for the money so the money has to be you know really good and there has to be a larger purpose to everything that we do and 
and if you see both of them happens you know we should not really have a conversation about you know the value or what is going to happen to us and all those you know kind of things so those are all you know different you know things so if you ask me yes in there are certain you know certain things you know we are trying to achieve in one or two of our companies and certain thing you know we are trying to do in you know other companies so which of our company has a different end goal in mind so you know we are thinking of how do we you know reach our larger purpose and what is the larger purpose yeah our larger purpose you know i always had this thing that you now we have to build 1 billion dollar company out of these three companies so you know that has always been the larger purpose one of them should become one of them become one of them should become a billion dollar company so okay yeah why in you started thinking much before the term, term unicorn became popular yeah. right yeah. <laughs> so yeah exactly now even before it become but you know it i think it's a great thing to you now do i think it will be an inspiring thing to do i think uh, if you ask me it is not a billion for myself or anything like that but i think it will be a statement if you know in a country like india you are able to build a billion dollar company from a small town like udupi it might be you know incredibly inspiring for people you know from different part and it might save you know cities like bangalore <laughs> absolutely uh, so you know not everyone might want to you know, just go down there and uh, yeah. you know think of a startup I, i you know i mean half the startups in bangalore don't need to be in bangalore that's what i always feel some of them you know need to be there because of the you know, logistics and all those kind of thing but in a business like ours you don't need to be in bangalore at all we can be anywhere we can be anywhere and there are so many businesses that can be built in this manner that is sitting here and serving a global market or indian market can be done somebody has to you know people have to push and i see that happening and i have seen entrepreneurs in hubli trying to do it a few entrepreneurs in udupi manipal who are doing it but you know these successes you know once they become larger and more people are trying it it's just a matter of more people trying to do the same thing why is bangalore successful or in delhi successful because there are probably 1000 x people trying it and 1000 x people you know say you know failing here you know 1000 x people don't try and so the, the success rate and failure rate you know just come with that uh, going back to one of the three companies becoming mm-hmm. inshallah hopefully mm-hmm. billion dollars yeah. have one of them even crossed 100 mil no not yet. not yet yeah. It, it's quite a an audacious yeah it's quite an audacious goal in in, in, in yes. your yes right yes what gives you hope i think uh, there are fundamental things in the indian economy that are you know, changing and uh, we think you know in the indian context certain uh, things will change you know very very quickly <coughs> so you know let us take an example of gaming yeah. where i am extremely bullish about gaming in this uh, in the indian context and uh, that's what i was saying you know you know something like you always write off this industry and then you know there are two ludo games that come in and suddenly they're generating like a, you know bucket loads of money and it happened to us in starship like you know suddenly out of nowhere this, this game comes in the industry and comes out and you know generates 20 million so my thing is that you know now you know the way we are planning there is oh, can we build the next 50 million dollar game the next 100 million dollar game right so if we are able to build you know games like that your you know your your valuation ultimately would be a it's not that you will have a billion dollar in revenue but it's a company with that you know valuation and you know we know that 
companies don't get marked in all those multiples and all those things. but you know we want to build it in a fundamental way and i think you know gaming in india will be one of those you know really big high growth you know industries not now maybe in the you know in the next 5 years definitely uh, more final question to it is what does entrepreneurship mean to you like uh, a very open question mm-hmm. but for some people it is wealth creation mm-hmm. for some people it's like drinking their own kool-aid mm-hmm. or uh, i don't know uh, what drives different people mm-hmm. but uh, what does it mean for you uh, like from where you are you are mm-hmm. looking at everything from a more a personal point of view mm-hmm. uh, no see no for me it was you know very simple you know we always wanted to build a world class company you know that was you know and that was this goes back to my whole thinking that oh you know japan was able to do it <laughs> right japan was able to you know build those you know kind of companies and you know for me it's that if as an entrepreneur i am able to build a company that is known the world over that for me is you know success so if you ask me in simple word that is my goal and you know it's not just about a few people knowing you know we are known as a company across the world now but you know it's about people knowing as oh, okay one of the successes you know that started so for me you know my entrepreneur goal is build a company that is known across the world and the probably the easiest way of doing it is being a billion dollar company <laughs> the last time someone mentioned japan as inspiration for indian entrepreneurs mm-hmm. was shridhar bengu of zoho okay. i did a podcast so, with him mm-hmm. a few months ago and he said he made this point that uh, instead of looking at the silicon valley indian entrepreneurs should look at how companies are built in japan mm-hmm. any particular thing why you also believe entrepreneurs here should get inspired with or look at japan more closely than anywhere else or no i think in it it simply comes down to you know they culturally very different right mm-hmm. uh, there is in you know, a sense of <coughs> humbleness to it okay uh, i think you know silicon valley is more about flamboyance you know whereas you know japan is you know more about you know humbleness and you know, more about you know hard work it more about you know the perseverance you know more about real value and which are all the things you know that are you know closer to you know my heart as a person yeah so i think well said yeah yeah we'll leave it at that yeah. thank you rohit it, yeah. it's a privilege talking to you yeah. and god speed with all your ventures yeah <laughs> maybe thanks three of them should become billionaires <laughs> why one <laughs> yeah that's for another day <laughs> <laughs> thank you thanks